Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Raisin Bran. You got to put Raisin Bran up there. Everybody knows it. It's Mike Shope. Listen, get your own stupid old dying person team and and choose your own cereals. And the Bulldog. I shall unleash my fury upon you like the crashing of a thousand waves. That cereal is soggy. You reach into the fridge for the milk and open the lid on the milk to pour it in there and that crap is already soggy. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds. (laughs) That's a problem. That's a problem for a cereal, I I, I think. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog on WGR Sports Radio 550. Did you see that, and I'm guessing you didn't, there are Cinnamon Toast Crunch taco shells. <laughs> now. Uh, no, I didn't. No, I have not. Uh, what? No, I've not, I've not, I've not, not seen that. I, I, did. I think it was real. I I. I did, uh, a Bills fan, friend of mine, guy who's uh, maybe pretty well-known within the fan base, played played in my foursome at the WGR. Remember the WGR golf tournament? Played in my foursome at the WGR golf tournament a few times. I saw pictures on social media this weekend of him making what he said was a mix that he got in the store that was Cinnamon Toast Crunch pancakes. Sure. That makes a little more sense. Like, that's a, that's a cinnamony. That, that taco shells, I'm not sure I... Not sure I want to get there. It's the sugar that would be the problem. Yeah. The cinnamon with like taco seasoning could be perfect. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I I, I think to drop a little cinnamon in mm. foods like that when I make them. Mm. Interesting. But yeah, like coating on a taco shell. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna work for me. Once again, uh, I don't want to apologize for the levity, but. It might seem out of place. We're certainly aware of and have been talking about giving some updates on the shooting in Kansas City. News Radio 930 WBEN, as Zach mentioned, with continuing coverage, if you want the very latest, there was just a press conference from a police captain and the mayor as well, um, saying it seemed exactly what you would expect, how horrendous, horrific an act this is. And, you know, you know everything that gets said. Uh, in in moments like these, not to say there isn't it, it you know be said. useful updates and information uh, that you can find at WBEN today. Um, I was thinking of mentioning this 
with football having ended, you've got the NHL and you've got NBA college basketball. Baseball is starting soon. One other sporting event, and not the Scotties, but yes, the Scotties, <laughs> I want to mention is what they call the Sixes at the Premier Lacrosse League. That starts tonight, eh? It starts in about 20 minutes. Yeah. ESPN2 has the first game. I, I, wanted, I want this to be a usable idea for other sports leagues, but I'm, I'm not sure it is. They take, so they have, it might be, my son will be mad, I don't know exactly. Uh, nine teams, I think, last year were in this league. Maybe it's ten now. And the top four in the regular season qualify for this off-season tournament. I'm sure there's an incentive. I don't know what it is or even really what those guys make. But I'm sure there's an incentive to finishing in the top four regular season. The top four regular season teams in that league, the Premier Lacrosse League, play this week and into, into Monday. The finals are on Monday in what they call the sixes, which is more, it's indoors, it's more what the Bandits NLL League games look like, um, but there's no face-offs. In, in NLL, they have, they'll have face-offs after goals. This one, you just take it out. It's like basket out in basketball. And is the sixes because that's the number of players yep. each, each side has? Okay. So no long poles, no D-men, you know, traditional with the long poles in lacrosse, um, like in field. They don't have that. But some of those guys who will play in this are – deep hole players they're just playing with the short stick and my son and i went to it last year it was nine games we went to every game and it was really not only fun to watch but just like impressive how they do it um it's sort of a great vibe and everybody's really accessible so if you like lacrosse and maybe you don't know that there's this off-season tournament some of the guys, I'm sure, who are playing... Oh, I shouldn't say I'm sure, because maybe they're it's contractually not allowed. I, I guess I don't know. Um, that play in the in the NLL would play in this. A lot of the guys play both, like Dane Smith and Josh Byrne of the Bandits, play in the PLL for the chaos, by the way, in the in the spring and summer, or I guess right. almost all summer. But with the NLL season ongoing right now, right. maybe those guys aren't there for, for this tournament. Right. But it's fun to watch, and it's, you know, maybe you have uh, you have room for it. Now, there's two two games tonight and Friday. There's an all-star game. The women on Saturday plays out until Monday. A lot of it's on ESPN+, Plus, but this first game and then Friday's first game are on ESPN2. The second time in, a, in, a, in three days or so, or two days, because yesterday was the day I saw the thing about the, the, the curling, and then today I saw this. One of the first things I saw this morning was an ESPN tweet about uh, this this what you're talking about and so two times in two days like i, I should tag mike in i've this, got something I, for mike i figured you, you probably know anyway but yeah there's your espn plus subscription coming home for you. oh i have not figured out I, I i guess i think the answer is no because i haven't figured it out if i can use espn plus on the on the website is it the same as insider because it has a little plus you know if i want to read bill barnwell breakdown yeah, 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 stuff yeah. sometimes it, it's like a paywall thing and I, does that come with ESPN Plus? Yes, you get all that. Yeah. Really? In fact, yeah. Like the uh, that content? Yeah. Okay. In fact, today there was uh, in order to find Field Field Yates's mock draft. This is kind of funny. It was annoying to me. Uh, you know, first word first world problems, right? Um, I, I saw his mock draft on Twitter. Clicked on it. It wanted me to log in. 
I didn't know the login, and my device didn't know the login, and I couldn't get in, and so I went instead to the ESPN app where I am logged in, and just there was Field Yates' mock draft. <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't even notice then that I guess I must be logged in because I read it like it was nothing. Okay. Yeah. So that was a paywall thing? It was on Twitter. Okay. It, it, it said I needed to log in to see. Okay. You know, it had, like, the first pick there, and then, it you know, subscriber login. I'm like, Okay. I'm a subscriber. I don't know. And I just couldn't get in that way. Even actually I did my my device did know the password now that I think about it. And but for some reason I just couldn't access it and I just went to the, their own app and I found it. No problem. So. so you probably liked that mock draft. I I made notes. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, I I what 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 was my process? Um my process was Start at the top, start counting wide receivers, and see how many are gone by the time the Bills get there. And the the first two or three were maybe in the top ten, I think. Maybe Adunze was ten. Maybe. And then there wasn't another receiver picked until the Bills at 28. And they got um, uh, the, the, the the other guy, the, the other LSU guy. Brian uh, Thomas. Brian Thomas Jr., thank you. Mm. Uh, and I, I was like, okay, I like that. I'm here. Good. <laughs> I would take that. Six four. Great program. Strength and toughness. I'm reading. Field stretcher. Mm. I it, it, it slowly. <laughs> it's I know it's going to be so interesting. Just like the the other positions. So in this particular mock draft. Field Yates of ESPN, no receivers went between 11 and 27. And, of course, there will be teams in there where you think, you know, you can make an argument that they should. Like, he had the Steelers taking Bo Nix in this mock draft, and I don't know, still too early to really speak with any confidence, but I feel like now the momentum is Justin Fields. or right, if, they, if they make a trade or Kirk Cousins and free agency or something, yeah, right? Yeah, a veteran. That, they're not. They're not going to draft Bo Nix. No. And so, one thing to break down here is like, so how many teams in this draft would you consider to be in the wide receiver market if you're hell bent on a receiver in the first round? The number of it works both ways. I mean, the number of good looking prospects for day two, while you could make the argument to wait because of it, so could all the other teams. And they pick most of them pick before you. So you might win out because those teams between 10 and 28 think, I'll just do this tomorrow, right. and I'll go get my edge rusher, my offensive tackle, whatever. You know, there's those were two positions Chris Trapasso earlier with us said were pretty strong. Um, so that would, uh, that would be, for you, like the best-case scenario for them to do that and then figure out defense – and filling yeah, other and, holes and, other and, times. And, and yeah, and, and if it ends up being that guy, great. Um, if it ends up being, like, if they have access to the fourth wide receiver off the board, you know, even better. You know, if, if five or six guys go ahead of them, but this Thomas Jr. is still there, great. I, I think it would be really nice for them to have, you know, a choice uh, and not be left with only, like, one guy that they like, maybe, you know. Because, you know, their board and what the consensus is, you know, are, can often be two different things. Uh, but if if you tell me we're going into into the draft night and it looks like the Bills will be able to get their hands on wide receiver four, I'm, I'm picking wide receiver four mm-hmm. all day long. 
I might even go as far as six or seven myself. And who knows? They might like who is perceived as wide receiver six or seven better than wide receiver four. Who knows? Um, but I, I, I think I liked talking to Chris today again, one man's opinion. Like we're pointing that out every time we talk about somebody's rankings. It's just one ranking. Um, but when we, we you asked him, um, you know, here's Field Yates. He's got four first-round receivers. We've seen, we were looking at a ranking yesterday that had how many? Eight, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. What's more realistic? And he said four. And I think that's obviously good for the Bills. Eight oh three oh five fifty. If you want to uh, share your thoughts on what you think will happen or should happen here, I think that you know, just what do I know? But that difference is everything. You have three that are almost definitely going to be gone early starting with Marvin Harrison Jr., who might go fourth. If it's quarterback one, two, three, he's he's long been expected to be the first non-quarterback picked in this draft. Then you have two others in Malik Neighbors and Romo Dunze, who people think are going to be like probably top ten. Yep. Something could change, an injury or a you know, an awful combine performance or something, maybe uh that changes things, but it's been pretty consistently described that way yeah, so those far. Those guys are the goods. Yeah. In fact, Marvin Harrison Jr. is, uh, I'm seeing a lot of like, he's the top rated prospect in the draft. It's just the quarterbacks. He can't throw. Go ahead. Yeah, right. Stupid. You Which, by the way, throw. do we know that? <laughs> I don't know. Jawan Jennings looked pretty good out there. I, I don't know. So Harrison, forget it. And probably neighbors and Odunze, forget it. Without a big move in the draft. But then you have this next tier, if you will, with Brian Thomas, Troy Franklin, I think might be on that from Oregon, mm-hmm. and a couple other guys that I don't know if they if they sound right for the Bills. Uh, the two Texas receivers. We talked about them yesterday. Mitchell, who, by the way, Field Yates put to Kansas City at 32 in that same mock draft, and uh, Xavier Worthy who is pretty slight. I mean, that doesn't mean he can't make it. Devontae Smith was, you know, scrutinized that way, and he's pretty good. You know, but project labels, Keon Coleman, we went through, I don't know, like, it's obviously subjective, but it seems maybe Thomas and Franklin, could it could be said, are the difference between whether you do this in round one or not. If they're there, you're doing it. If not, you're waiting because the other guys are all kind of in a, you know, in another tier, maybe. Yep. Yep. That, I mean, that could be right, and that that you know might lead you to like who were the guys we talked about as far as like day two goes, right? Jalen Polk from Washington was one name that came up. Um, Jermaine Burton from Alabama, also was at Georgia early in his college career, and Javon Baker. Although Baker might be more of a third round guy. But anyway, those are those are three names that came up, and Baker was the one we were waiting for Chris to get to, and he he's like, I gotta say this, this is this kind of like I, maybe I know. his guy. Um, I know I did not see that coming, but it was funny. I knew I was waiting for him to say it, not not only because we had talked about him yesterday, but I'd seen him tweet about him. Okay, maybe when he was co-hosting One Bills Live last week, um, he he may have at some point put a tweet out like this. This is a you know. A perfect wide receiver idea for the Bills. Is whoever this player is, even if it's in round two, a week one starter? I think so. Then we're back to trying to figure out what a good season is. (laughs) You know? Like, 
Zay Flowers, who you you wanted last year, mm-hmm. that was a good season. Would it have to be said that he had a good rookie season, Zay Flowers? 70, I think so. 77 catches, 858 and 5. Yeah, that's a good rookie season. It's got to be, right? Like for a yes. rookie, maybe even great. Yeah. What about Addison? Same thing. He might have had bigger numbers. He had more touchdowns. Jordan Addison, I think, might have had 10 touchdowns Wow. for Minnesota. Yeah. Jefferson missed time. It was 10. 70 catches, so a few less. 911 yards and 10 scores. Addison, great. Yeah, I think those are both great seasons. Smith and Jigba did not have a great season, but it wasn't terrible like Quentin Johnston's. Johnston's season was terrible. Smith and Jigba, 63, 628, and 4. He was the first of these rookies last year to go. And Johnston was just, it was really bad. 38, 431, and 2. And they had Justin Herbert on the field uh, for most of it, but they lost They lost Mike Williams early. They, they lost guys. Like the opening was there for Johnston, and you just had like horrible drops and yep. really low impact on the offense. So. But for you know, overall, the other the first two guys you would totally take from a Bills rookie, and um, and Smith and Jigba, I'd say you guys. could still have reason to be hopeful. Like it, it, it wasn't Johnston's season. It wasn't the other two, but it's you know okay. And there's you know there's he was put into a role, um, but there's two guys that kind of you know are established there in Seattle in Lockett and DK Metcalf. So you know maybe it'll just take him a little longer to to get the numbers i think you know as as obvious as relatively obvious as filling that davis hole seems that will happen the most interesting aspect of all this maybe is still tight end not in the draft that would be a shocker (laughs) yes uh this year but just what does it look like if shakir is on the field is Kincaid on the field all the time is Knox out he's that's that's dead money if you wanted to make that move like that's that's not just a snap of the fingers to to move Knox um I'm not expecting that they do that no me either I'm sooner expecting them to kick his can down the road like redo and lower his cap number they can save a few million doing that and that you know I don't maybe that'll be a tell about what their long-range plan is because if they do ever get back to, right, like Kincaid is brought in here and it's we're going to use 12 and, you know, they sort of reinvent ourselves. Um, maybe Shakir's emergence, maybe this hinges on them successfully filling this other wide receiver slot. Um, but if you're, if you're using 11 because Shakir, you want Shakir on the field, um, then Kincaid, if you only got one tight end on the field, Kincaid's got to be the guy. I mean, they can they can they can do somewhat of a timeshare, but Kincaid, I, I I need that to get even better than it was, and it was great as a rookie, but I need more. And I think if I want to pass the ball and be a, be a passing team, that's my guy. And Knox, to me, I don't know that contract's just looking worse by the day. It was great as a rookie. Not to, I'm not putting words in your mouth. I guess I'm asking this since you said that. Uh, for like historically, what you get from a tight end and what he was able to produce. I mean, he was relevant. Seventy-three catches, not far from Zay Flowers or Addison. I mean, without the the touchdowns, 
73, 673, and 2. I just think it's like it always has been since they picked him. And now you have Shakir. Shakir's the one receiver that came out of 2023 looking good. Mm-hmm. Diggs doesn't. The other guys were just one or two catches a game, like just not dependable, reliable, consistent players. He And Davis, we think, is leaving. Not that he came out looking good at either. He ended up hurt. But Shakir's the one receiver that came out of last year looking good. And, okay, how much does he play? We're convinced now that he's not going to play out wide, right? He's like, he's the slot guy. I, I think I think so. I mean, there might be a little room there because the book on him coming out was he could do it all, but he really he looked very comfortable. I think, and I think Allen looked comfortable with him in the slot, and not big enough. You know, really, they they still need yep. somebody. I mean, Kincaid is still a tight end, though. It's just really tricky how to make that work. I don't think Shak- for having said that about him, I don't think Shakir needs to sort of like a, a massive elevation in in targets or anything like that you know he he played a useful role but I I think they're going to want to run it like they did successfully down the stretch there's they even almost beat the Chiefs that way uh I think that's going to be more of what the Bills it's the trend in the league besides and so I'll have a rookie receiver but I don't want I don't think I want Kincaid on the field all the time and not Knox if I'm that team Right, like Knox is the better fit for that offense, for as a blocker, and then I can have the slot receiver. I can I don't have to run a fullback, although San Francisco does that successfully for what that's worth. But then I have the slot receiver, and I'm using him, you know, here and there. Just ha- I have a different running back to go with Cook. Cook is still my number one, and I still I I end up in this, you know, situation where. Kincaid isn't quite the right fit, and I don't know. I've got a rookie, and then Shakir on the field. Hmm. I don't know really with the cap restrictions, really what the Bills can do to affect that. I mean, that's probably what they are. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And it, you know, it's pretty good. Yeah. 
<laughs> excuse me, I, I think it's very likely that's what they are. And maybe maybe Shakir and Kincaid end up more of a, like some of some of each guy's time is a timeshare in the slot. Because that that what you know that was Kincaid coming out was he's our he's going to be our slot receiver. That is how we're going to utilize the twelve personnel. He won't be an inline tight end, and we'll see how much he can advance and how much they trust him to be more of you know in the in the in the role like you you're just talking about for Knox. Like can Kincaid do they want him to put on five to ten pounds of muscle uh, in the off season? So he can be a more reliable blocker, but not lose the athleticism. Like maybe that's in the window for him, um, and he certainly can do the work to you know hone his blocking uh, and become more of a more of a Knox replacement eventually. And we'll see if we get there, but maybe there's still a timeshare in the slot, like we talked about all last summer before the season even began. Eight oh three oh five fifty. If you want to join us and talk about this with us, WBEN News Radio nine thirty continuing coverage of the tragedy today in Kansas City, the shooting near the end of the parade, at least one fatality and a dozen or so others injured. A horrific scene there today. Check out WBEN for the very latest from Kansas City. Lines are open to talk draft and bills and more with us. Sabres too. Maybe have a thought on some of Kevin Adams' comments with us about 24 hours ago. We'll get back to that as well before we're done. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR. I mean, it can get frustrating, absolutely. We got to start somewhere. We got to be happy, be excited, be confident about what we did tonight. Just, you know, expect this out of ourselves day in and day out. And I think if we stick to that game plan, we can string a lot of ones together. First time I'm hearing him speak, Jordan Greenway. Yeah. Yeah. Last night, I saw enough of the post-game coverage to make that the first time I'd heard him speak. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Didn't get there. Didn't get to the post-game press conference. I did hear uh, Rob Ray. No, it was it was Marty and then it was Dunleavy talking about uh, card games. Just in passing. Oh, I didn't catch that. Marty used the term trump card and then and then said euchre and then that was that was referenced later on the broadcast. I think bridge is your trump card card game, right? Bridge. I don't know anything about bridge. I mean, I know it's a card game. I know one thing, I know one thing you know about bridge. Although I think I'm already wrong without even, <laughs> before I've even said it, which is that your parents played it. No, my parents did not play it. They played pinochle. Pinochle. That's right. Pinochle. 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 Yes. They played Pinochle, and we also played, oh, what's the name of the game? It, there was a mat for it. Like a, like a you know, you'd put, lay it over the dining room table, and everybody Twister. had a, had a spot. It, close. You Michigan played, Rummy. Michigan Rummy. Michigan Rummy with the little chips. Yeah, some variation on I, 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 I can remember. I can remember drinking like uh, some sort of non-alcoholic cocktail, right? Like, a, like in a in a in a highball glass, like some sort of cherry soda mixed yep. with something else to like, yep. uh, and playing and playing for like you know pennies, Michigan rummy with my with my uh, you know my my aunts and uncles and grandparents and 
great times. Bridge is complicated. I'm not sure how popular it is anymore. Um, Euchre was the game of choice in college for me. And then Hearts. Oh, my gosh, the Hearts. The hours and hours and hours of playing Hearts on the road with the Buffalo Blizzard. (laughs) Just the best. The best. That's my favorite. But Euchre is easy. You know, you get, if you have a partner, you sort of know everything they're thinking. That's bridges like that. It's just more complicated. And my, my small experience playing bridge was with my grandmother, who, you know, that again, right? As the show ever sounded older. I know, right? Uh, one of my last memories of her is it's me, my wife, and my father, and, and my grandmother playing bridge. And, she, you know, she might have been 97 at the time, but she was feisty, like knew what she was doing. And she would sort of give it to my dad when he messed up as she thought he, he had whatever, like it it was, it was business. Like she was very, (laughs) she was there to win and compete, um, which was one of her great traits. Just, I don't care that uh, you're a child and I should probably go easy on you. That was just not Mimi. No, no. And I am very much like her in a lot of ways. Well, if you were there with your wife, you weren't a child anymore. But that, that's right. That wasn't one yeah. of those times. Right. But when you were younger, same thing. Yeah, good. Yeah, like, we're going to play this for real. I used to beat her at Wheel of Fortune. We'd watch Wheel of Fortune together when I was a kid. And I would get the puzzle. And she did not like it. She sort of laughed. But she, she was, she, she, you know, she would bear down. Like, I got to get the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was she at Kill the Man with the Ball? Um, we never played that. Unless that's another name for bridge. <laughs> Is that another name for bridge? Then we did play. We played a little bit of that. How did you do in the stolen base game? <laughs> What's that? that? That's just three three people or, or more, but you need two people with mitts. Um, and you're, you know, 60 feet away, 80, 90, whatever. Uh, protecting a base, and there are base runners. And you pickle in the middle maybe is another name yep, for okay. it. Um, yeah, we just called it base runner, I think, when we were kids. But. Did you ever play – so a lot, of, a lot of my baseball, apart from playing for teams, was down the street, two on two. Okay. So, so one team would be a pitcher and a fielder, uh-huh. and they, they'd be in the outfield, yep. sometimes across the street. And the other team would just be, you know, you could have one runner at the most. But what we would have to do in the field, like let's say it's the beginning of the inning. And, you know, I'm pitching, but then I'm, I'm going to have to field any ground ball. Good luck. Right. You would have to throw the ball over the base before the runner gets to the base. And that led to some arguments. Sure. Right. Right. Like you would throw the runner is close to the base. So you would throw the ball wide so to make sure it was in front of him. If it's behind him, there's no argument. Like, he's safe. He beat, he beat the ball. Right. right. He he crossed, you know, the ball ended up being thrown behind him. He has to be safe. But so, how much could you miss the base by that was in front of him? That's the argument. That right? would be the biggest, you know, yeah. source of contention would be, yeah. I'm going to throw the ball <laughs> 10 feet wide so I make sure it's in front of you. Maybe I can get the call. I don't know. I mean, so you have to settle. We didn't have umps. You had to settle it somehow. Right. Yeah. I can't remember... I did play like this. I guess this is like uh, some version of of well, I don't know. It's not not really. It's it, we used regular baseball, um, like a rubber baseball, not a hard baseball. And when we didn't have enough people to, like play on a diamond, 
we would play behind our elementary school in Winchester and set up a strike zone on a brick wall. And the batter would stand, you know, in front of that. There's home plate. There'd be a pitcher and maybe two fielders. And maybe every every person was their own team, and they all batted. And then you had to go out, and however many people you'd have would play in the field. But I don't remember getting, to, like, running or throwing the ball to bases to try to get outs. No. I just remember ghost runners. And I remember I remember pitching at that, you know, that, that – taped frame on the on the brick mm-hmm. and and batting but i don't remember how we got outs <laughs> i don't remember that would other be than, other than striking out the strike zone could be tough too like you think you caught the edge of the chalk yeah, right the the play i was talking about was even harder to to judge like if i'm trying to get the the force at second or something right. so i'm throwing the ball over second who is going to decide if the ball cleared second before the runner touched first i mean that yeah, who who nobody can see both the outfielder does, or the other the other two guys could the other two kids right. could but, but there's no one there to catch that ball so that ball's going out into the outfield does the runner keep going if he thinks it or she thinks it didn't cross the base correctly no like, no okay no the the worst that would happen there for you in the field is like if you just ended up it was decided that it was just safe late. and they're, safe they're there okay right. yeah but it's a long time ago. Yes. I'm not even sure any of that is true. Yeah. I'm pretty solid on most of my stuff. <laughs> I'm not I'm not even sure any of that ever happened once. Great memories. Something that did happen to me <laughs> once uh today, which is the kind of rare uh hold hold your jokes, is that I saw a tweet about a new Marvel movie and I actually knew who one of the actors was. Wow. I know, right? <laughs> it is an accomplishment. <laughs> Which I think is only the case because of you. Okay. The guy a guy from the bear is going oh. to be the thing okay. in a new Fantastic Four movie. Ebon Moss Baccarat. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's Richie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Richie. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I know who an actor is oh. in a Marvel movie. That never happens. You know, you just I don't know if I'm glad you mentioned the bear or not. Just now, I just finished the fifth and final for now. I don't know if they're making more uh, season of Fargo. I bear, since since Trista mentioned that, like I don't know, a month ago maybe. Um, I st- five seasons, like ten or eleven episodes a season, barreled through it, and I just finished today. And I started looking. I've I've got this music documentary about about we are the world that's queued up like i know i want to watch that but i'm gonna need a new show and so i went looking for shows today and i i now that you said the bear i, I could just rewatch the bear <laughs> i love the bear that is two seasons right that's it it's two seasons worth now yeah. we finished the second season of the bear so we're caught up my cousin julie i saw her today she likes a show called suits I've seen that. That's Netflix, I think. Netflix. Not not even sure it's a Netflix production. Maybe it is, but it's there. Like it's not it's not yeah. recent. And she's like, you ever watch the show uh, Suits?" I'm like, "No, I've heard of it." And she said, um, "There are nine seasons of it, Oof. and she's on season six, but she thinks I would like it. And you can't help me with that. You don't know if I would like no, it. No, I I know of it. I've heard of it, but I have not seen it. I got to watch mean, this I, lacrosse." I, I, I think it, it came across my face today while I was looking, you know, at all the different 
you know, different places for, for stuff. Like, okay, what do I? What am I already paying for? You know, like what? What do Ugh. I have access to? Um, and and I and I so I hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Saw it, but I don't think I even clicked to see what the story of it was. We will talk about, um, well, around here it's known as the QB carousel draft and what it might look like for this season. How many teams will have new quarterbacks next season, 2024? We'll take a look at that. You're welcome to join us, 803-0550. We've been updating on the shooting in Kansas City at the end of the parade today. There was one fatality and about a dozen others were injured. WBEN News Radio 930 is covering the latest developments from Kansas City throughout the afternoon. There's a station we're partners with in KC that is also, um, we're simulcasting some of that and national news coverage as well. So you can find all of that down the dial, as we said, and maybe still say, I'm not even sure we still say that, down the dial, but that's what I'm, you know, 930. Over there. Over there. I'm pointing at it, if that helps kinda, you. Kind of in the middle. Of I'm the, pointing at it. If you're looking at a car. It's more, more the Closer to the middle. Yeah. Yes. Okay. To the right. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog back after this on WGR. Talk some quarterbacks at the top of the hour. Give us a call if you like. 803-0550. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog. You got a second for something that's hockey, but not had anything to do with the Sabers. I'm um, sure I I do. They're uh, the the nominees for the Hobie Baker, top college hockey player in the country, uh, were made quite a while ago, and it's a big pool. There's you know there's like eighty some candidates, I think. Um, you know, nominated by coaches. Uh, each conference nominates. Anyway, there's a lot of candidates. It'll get thinned down eventually to like a top ten. Um, Matthew Barbellini from Williamsville. Uh, is one of them. He's a senior at Miami of Ohio. Cool. And we, uh, John Gale and I went to watch him play when Miami of Ohio was in here last year to play Canisius. And this isn't a guy like Owen ever played with, but when we first, when Owen was still with the Bisons and we were getting ready, like there was interest and it seemed like he should get to another level. Um, and we started exploring that. We started going uh, to see the Junior Sabres play a lot. And, and a few families there, the Barbellini's one of them, sort of took us under their wing. Chuck Hartman, his son Joe, was a Junior Sabres goalie that played with Matthew, uh, is another guy that had a lot to do with like, sort of you know showing us the ropes, so to speak. Um, but Matthew is um, he's a senior, and 
is probably going to end up like maybe even signing as a college free agent when the year's over. Like there's been some interest from what I know from the dad. Uh, anyway, so they're hopeful that he'll be able to extend his career. But it's pretty cool. A kid, this kid from Williamsville, and um, you know he's he's up he's up for the award. He's at least recognized to that level, and it's pretty cool. It's not a you know again we never played on teams. He's a couple years older than Owen, which kind of cool. They crossed paths. Remember when Owen got called to the USHL uh, when he was 16? Des Moines. Des Moines. The the only. Well, I went to two games. The, the the home game I went to that Friday night, Owen dressed as the backup, and Matthew maybe was in his first year, Barbellini, playing with the Lincoln Stars. And that that was kind of cool, like being there, just starting out on the what we thought was going to be a longer road than it ended up being. Um, you know, another kid from Buffalo, they got, you know, they got to say hi after the game and stuff, and it was kind of cool, like yeah. watching that happen. So uh, we've always, you know, stayed somewhat connected and I just wanted to mention and recognize that, um, you know, a kid from Buffalo that's, um, you know, up for that award. I, I haven't done, uh, you know, when Owen was still playing, I thought, like, I'm going to be the guy that's going to know where everybody is, right? Like, all, all the guys we cross paths with, local guys, where they're playing college or whatever. And when Owen stopped playing, that kind of went away for me. Uh, but I, I did see this, that Matthew was up for this award, so I uh, wanted to mention it. You could have been the Chris Trapasso of hockey. right with takes on every prospect or the next mike moriel uh very cool i think i want you to double check this anybody who's going to act on it i think the section six versus section five girls regional final in hockey is about to start at buff state six o'clock i mentioned having been at the section six final on monday and I think 6 o'clock tonight is the next Grand Island, Kenmore, and uh, Lockport combined. So you have a full team. It's a big team versus, I think, Webster. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is. Like, even with using three schools to combine to put this team together, the bench barely had to, was barely big enough for all the girls on this team. Anyway, I think that's about to start out at Buff State. Time out here. We'll talk some quarterbacks next. Again, our number, 803-0550. Mike Shope and the Bulldog WGR. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.